0: And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything in the English language. There is no about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show, more importantly, at HEF Pod on Twitter. Hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com is our email address and you can also find us on facebook that's facebook.com slash h-e-f pod for all the latest news and information on eintracht Frankfurt in the english language in addition to new episode drops and contests go to facebook.com slash h-e-f pod and like the page right there don't do
1: this show alone alongside myself i have nathan in st louis Oh buddy hey brian Few matches under the belt right now that we got to talk about. Yeah, no wins in those two, but yeah, what you gonna do?
0: Uh, What (laughs) are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. So we're recording this on Monday, May the sixth, and uh, hmm. How about? Well, let's get to the Europa League. Uh, a loud (laughs) and boisterous crowd that greeted the visitors from England. It was Eintracht Frankfurt. ain't Chelsea. I (laughs) we wanted to say no, but yeah, that was
1: (sighs) they had to go and score.
0: They did. And I'll give Chelsea the credit. Uh, Right. After kind of the second half began, they really became a force to be reckoned with. But let's focus on the positives out of this. So uh, Kevin Trapp was a man standing on his head.
1: She no can't kidding. Do that
0: more times uh more than once in a week. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, not eh, only a slight dig. Um uh, Frankfurt and Hasebe in the midfield, putting Hinterrega Hinterega, Fallette, and Abraham in the defense of three. I thought I I mean, look, I understand hmm. why they went with it, but they thought, right. ah, crap, this team could torch us. They didn't. But they realized that, you know, Hasebe might not be the most suited to playing in the defense of three versus these guys. Well, we'll kind of cover what he did um, mm-hmm. in the Bundesliga. But on Thursday, playing him in the middle of the park, look, he held his own, but you could tell the difference between himself and the average, you know, age of the midfield. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Chelsea FC had a lot of guys who were ready to run Uh, this Loftus-Cheek fellow that's the dude who uh, Bayern Munich was chasing after for I think the entire transfer window January and then some trying to lure him to play in the Bavarian capital and uh, seeing as he still is playing for Chelsea kind of says it all right there and he really looked like a real possible world beater in the right. making. We'll see if uh, he shined things. Yeah. He was <laughs> quite, uh, the player that we, uh, ended up seeing And at the end of the day, uh, I Frankfurt with a, uh, I'm uh, draw, which, you know, is very respectable considering all, everything that was going on. Um, for Eintracht, though, let's kind of focus on their performance in the first half before we get into kind of what happened, you know, in the right as the tides were changing before uh, the equalizing goal. Um, Eintracht was very much buoyed on by the home crowd, and uh, Jovic putting his goal in from Kostic, you know, that sent the entire world afire, it seemed. But the fact of the matter is that, the team that was crazy we're not able to put away your second and your third that would have put the game mostly out of reach and mm-hmm. now has left us hanging thinking okay we got to do this just like we did it to milan we've got to go on the road in not what should be a much more hostile environment than we found in milan something more along the lines of what we found in lisbon and we yeah. have to have a result kind of what we had at Donetsk and uh, to basically yeah, we have go to... through into the next round, which is the final in Baku, Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Nathan, I'll kind of, le- I'll kind of let you take it on from here. But I think that the first half was very much a, ah, crap. We didn't take advantage of our chances.
1: Right. Um, yeah, we definitely had a lot of chances, uh, Uh, as, uh, the, the Frankfurt, uh, faithful in St. Louis, uh, had said at the, at the bar I was at, um, you know, we played probably, we had 10 good minutes in the first half where we were probably taking it to them more than they were taking it to us. I don't know if that was them reading us, getting a, getting a sense of what we were capable of, but we didn't take those chances then. And it it kind of extended, you know, I mean, there were, there were, uh, Uh, A lot of crosses that we could have uh, capitalized on and um, beefed it, like uh, Abraham. Um, There was another header by somebody else as well that didn't come through. Um, It's not... I I don't know. Anyways, Abraham had a couple chances, actually, that he could have buried it. Um, Yeah, we had plenty of chances. You just have to bury those.
0: I mean, his chance at the near end of the second half oh he knew Mm -hmm. he knew that he messed up big time not only messed up big time i think that's kind of harsh uh words to kind of throw out there but you knew that he was aware of the fact that i missed my big opportunity to put Mm -hmm. that one away and at that point he probably was just like i don't want to look back and
1: have any regrets Um, yeah, but otherwise, you know, I, I think, uh, inherently we were probably all a little skeptical of the starting 11. Um, it kind of shocked me to, to be honest, but, um, in a match like this fallet, especially, but, uh, honestly, I think fallet had, it doesn't show up in the numbers at all, but I think he had one of like the games of his career. Uh, Honestly, he was the, the the locus of maturity out in the pitch, which is shocking. If if you knew anything, if, if anyone follows his career, even with Eintracht Frankfurt, um, he had a pretty good game. Um, uh, Jovic and Gacinovic were their, their usual selves. Uh, you know, Gacinovic obviously having some issues with knowing when to pass versus when to, uh, continuing to do the footwork, but, um, yeah, I was I was impressed with everyone. You know, I mean, everyone had a pretty decent game. I'm disappointed with the result, but um, not as much as perhaps this weekend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this past one. Less
0: about the less said about that the better, right? We're getting to that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, because we leave no stone unturned here. Uh, but yeah, I mean uh,
1: the the other thing I'll say about the starting 22 i guess is uh ha- hazard getting a seat but i think that had more to do with uh the premier league probably than well i think it's just uh them being a little too sure of themselves to be exactly. honest but because
0: for them you know you win the europa league look the english league is very crowded there's a lot of teams with a lot more money right. than the eintracht Uh, I will list off the people who populate the top six, and there are still teams around that have a fair bit of cash that aren't in the top six. That's Manchester City, Liverpool. This isn't the way that the league table stands at this very moment in time. Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham Hotspur. Top three that I mentioned, Chelsea being the third, have qualified now for the Champions League group phase for the next season. Tottenham Hotspur, then Arsenal of London, both uh, North London-based teams, and Manchester United. Uh, I mean, it's almost all but sealed at this point, but it just has not been done mathematically that Tottenham Hotspur will be the team that goes into the group stage Mm and Arsenal outside. A team who is also in the other uh, semifinal of the League. So something that we, I'm pretty sure it's if if very very it difficult final it's pretty straightforward and simple those guys took care of their business and right. chelsea now that they focused very much on making sure that the champions league was reached and now they can focus and leave some of the guys on the bench uh, for the semifinal against the Track. cuz they didn't it wasn't full strength because they were focusing all their efforts in terms of consolidating Europe for next season. And it's a big Europe, mm-hmm. not the small Europe that they are confirming. I <laughs> think we would like to have uh, had different successes uh, this weekend. Uh, but that being said, I think that it's a, uh, it it's does leave a baffling leave perspective really for me. It's but... a very interesting knife edge. And uh, we'll find out on thir- this coming Thursday where things will lie. So, Nathan. We gotta talk about it. We don't want to. (laughs) We really do not want to talk about when you face off against a team that is challenging for you directly underneath your butts.
1: You gotta take the bitter medicine.
0: Spot in Europe and then you lay a huge egg. I mean.
1: (laughs) I don't know how much bigger
0: of an egg you can kinda lay in this sort of situation. I guess you can ask FC uh you can ask uh uh Hangburger Sportsverein, uh considering what happened to them uh at the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean Ugh Definition of a stinker.
1: Right. Very, very disappointing. In every way.
0: (laughs) In case anyone has has not heard and was waiting for our analysis, Uh, if you can't tell... Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) Congratulations on being able to find a medial black hole to stick your head in. Uh, Leverkusen 6, Eintracht 1. Peter Bosch has made Leverkusen from, you know, not totally... Too far away from the relegation zone to not be scared, but now they're teetering on the edge of Champions League qualification.
1: Yep, Ugh. it gets look, thicker. Look, sometimes in the you just
0: throw up a turd. You just put up, unless you are a team like Bayfell Bay or FC Bayern, who or mm, I mean, Leipzig's put out some turds. I mean, they had a three-three draw at the weekend, which <laughs> you were just like, wait, what? <laughs> but look, sometimes you just Kids have who? a bad game. Yeah, mine's. <laughs> <laughs> Our next Bundesliga opposition. Good yeah. gravy. Help us. Uh, yeah. So in case anyone's wondering how much rotation there was. So you had uh, you had your Costa and Costage and Rabich as your front three. I'm yeah, not Rabich. It Rabich it. as
1: that's the like positive aspect um, of this uh, red card uh, for the Chelsea game that he sat on the bench for um, was that he would be healthy for this match.
0: Yeah, not that he was <laughs> much... Uh, he didn't, have, rested, look, he not didn't have the best at games. He had some, right. some yeah, giveaways and key situations. One to could definitely have great. been able to respond in quicker. I mean, honestly, it could have been a 2-2 match after, what, 20 minutes and okay. um uh, match ended up being 6-1. to one. I think, honestly, that this is just one of those games that you're just going to have to blot out of your memory. Right. Yeah, this is just... Thursday this means is, everything, and let's be honest, those some of those guys are just mentally tired of everything. Look, Torrey was brought in. Willens uh, got the start. You had Indica also getting a start. Those two guys yeah. who, you know have not featured in a uh, recent match as well. Wilms, you know, had what a 2-minute uh, appearance during uh Thursday's match, but I mean that's that's three pl- three fresh legs. Uh Ravich too cuz he wasn't there Thursday uh due to yep. uh, uh, card accumulation. So that's four players that you rotated in. That's a significant amount and it still didn't do the job.
1: It did not do it. Um honestly when I saw this our starting eleven, I was kind of happy because I you know, my my feeling for Njika and Toure and Rabich being, you know, rested villains to a certain degree showing some sort of progression in that midfielder role, um, was that we I think we can do this. And then and then right away no sir but (laughs) um uh there's not really anything to say positively here um i i wish we would have given radetzky a more a, a a bigger show of guns but um i don't know uh there I I'm try I'm, I'm searching for anything to find anything. I mean even at the second even in the second half when Hinterregger and Abraham had yellow cards, I was really sweating it. because um, uh, you don't want
0: to with two Bundesliga matches still out to go, a home match versus Mainz and an away match to uh Bayern München, you know, you don't want someone to miss out.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we did a full squad rotation and I, I think this is probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brian or anyone out there, but I, think, I feel like this is the first time where we've really rotated four people as starting 11 um, in quite some time. Mm -hmm. um and and i was and i was feeling positive about it and and quite frankly i mean if we do it again i still will feel positive about it i think this is just one of those times um and we before the podcast we were talking about this this is just one of those times where a team like Bayer leverkusen is going to have one of these matches where everything lines up everything feels perfect it's just gonna happen it's happened to us this season against düsseldorf um it 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 happens to every team to to varying degrees. And you just have to, you just have to take your lumps when these kind of come along.
0: Totally can agree to that. Um, I will say this much. Um, Kevin Trapp didn't decorate himself with honors. I, there was a time of me that was expecting that, you know, let Ronald to get, uh, let him have his opportunity. Um, to me, um, Of the guys who came off the bench, the most exciting bit was seeing Timothy Chandler appear for the right. contract. That was really, I mean, more of a happy moment for really anyone because of, you know, his long, long return. Uh, Gasinovich looked way better than he did in the uh, Europa League game where he started. He very much just was putting stuff like just being dispossessed, being lazy with the ball, not holding it up, stuff that has been uh, he's been indicted for here on this exact podcast <laughs> by myself. I will not uh, hide away from that. And then he'll have good moments where, look, you know, he looked like he was able to complete one or two passes with Kostic, but, you know, right. uh, scoreboards say it uh, in this world, folks. And 6-1,
1: woof. A match of halves, but once once a team goes up that much, there's not much you can do to uh to really they're gonna go back and, and play a very defensive minded game. And to a certain degree I guess they did. Um it was good to see Chandler out there. It was very weird to see us do a double switch at like the what was it, like the fifty seventh minute or something like that? Oh for no, Jovich. that was like
0: Thirty something and like forty something. Oh right, was yeah, you're where right. Where we had like the boom boom,
1: yeah. And then and Chandler came minute. on
0: like, uh, he came on the second half. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it yeah, very who, much was a, yeah, this is at hand. And yeah, it was
1: Jovic and Gacinovic who came in in the second half, and then, uh, Chandler came in in the se- or the second half. Yeah, yeah. It was uh. Yeah, the less said, the better.
0: <laughs> it's just a shame that when you had uh, results going your way at other points in the Bundesliga table, uh, specifically around the fight for the Champions League, so that... Yeah, if... It, it, if it,
1: Look, we didn't do our bit, but, you know, what are you going to do? If if I... I mean, there's, there's a certain measure of me that wants to say that this is just a crapshoot type of game, but there's something to be learned, and I think it might be... It it might, and maybe this is just me putting on the, the Roman hat, but um, there's, I think that if there's anything to be learned is that, that we're probably not as, uh, we probably don't have the depth that that we think we do. And so that that kind of leans on um, Bobic to fill out this roster for next year. There are still some gaps, and I think the one that would be pointed to right now is uh, Jethro Willems. Um, <laughs> right off the top of my head, I guess that would probably be the person I would go to. But um, yeah, so there's there's places where I feel like we can fill in and 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 make this team a little stronger next year, based on a match like this. So I'm eh, just critiquing uh, glass half full type situation so that we can be uh, more secure in our Europa League <laughs> finish next year. Optimism
0: uh, is probably the best way to look at it. So that being said, let's get into our fair segment buster. Uh, it is hashtag. What are we drinking? Nathan, Ooh. let's wash our mouths out with uh, what are we drinking? What do you got this week today? After washing your mouth out of everything that you talked about. about the
1: well, I will. Leverkusen I w- will say this um it was a great experience um watching the match um in an epl bar which basically i feel like in the united states it's the only place you're going to be able to watch soccer at 2 p.m in the afternoon um, with few
0: places uh excluded one <laughs> right. not too far away from
1: you right um but uh we watched the the game at amsterdam pub uh Aaron, a a local st louis uh eintracht frankfurt fan and um there was a few others there i think there was one chelsea fan at <laughs> 2 p.m i think the chelsea fans are just like greedy so they are just they have they have too much success so they're not going to show up for a semi-final ooh um but um yeah there was another frankfurt fan there there were three so there might be four next weekend so i'm pretty excited but anyways thanks to aaron he gave me a bottle of um Apple wine um, in the style Ooh. of Frankfurt. Um, I have yet to open it up. So I just felt like this was the segment to thank Aaron for that. Uh, pre- much appreciated. Um, I, right now I'm drinking a Kolsch, which is beating a dead horse at this point. I'm, I have 10 gallons of Kolsch that I made and I'm still drinking it. But I finished that and now I'm on to a coffee at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. So. Ugh.
0: Decaf um, coffee? No thanks.
1: No decaf coffee. It's caffeinated.
0: Oh uh, brother. Uh <laughs> I what you got? <laughs> you'll you'll enjoy that. Uh yeah, so up, um me. yeah, I am sticking with my local home brewing house. One of the only, as you m- mentioned, one of the only bars that does it that is able to say you know we cater to the other types. It is the Kansas City Beer Company. They put the I oh, yeah. back in beer. It is their spring seasonal? Their summer seasonal has only just been debuted this past week, and it is the Maybach making a, its final Ooh. appearance, I believe, on Hey Eintracht Frankfurt for this oh. season at least. But what a beer! It's Dude, it's just so damn good, and you got. I've got it in the mug that I got at the Oktoberfest celebration where we did our live show last year. Perhaps we might be doing another live show in the future. You know, yeah. I Have to keep your everyone needs to uh, keep their ears open on that one. But for me, that's what I'm gonna be drinking on Thursday when Eintracht takes on Chelsea at 2 p.m. local time in Kansas City. Whereas, uh. You know, I don't know where the Chelsea fans will be, but they will be welcome at KC Beer Company, as they always are. It is the home of the Bundesliga in Kansas City, and uh, yeah, that is what I am drinking. We'll be back with segment two to preview uh, leg two of the Europa League and uh, briefly mention what's been going on in the Bundesliga as it affects Eintracht Frankfurt. So stay with us.
1: Segment two of Hey, Eintracht
0: Frankfurt. Nathan Bryan here talking Bundesliga before we get talking about what's happening between Eintracht and Chelsea for round two. Ding, 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 ding. Eh, wait. Whew. Not just yet. Uh, some results, uh, Nathan, are going to be a head-scratcher for you, so I'm going to well, find out which one of these is going to make you just, be a, just say WTF. Uh... Well, aside from ours, because, well, let's be honest. We already covered that bit. Um, mainz phone <laughs> Eintracht's indexed Bundesliga opponent. Three, RB Leipzig, third place in Three. the Bundesliga. <laughs> Three. In Mainz. I no should, shit. I should stipulate it was in Mainz. It wasn't, you know, in Leipzig, which is actually, uh, as far as the title race goes, uh, that's where Bayern Munich goes next. So.
1: Mm-hmm should be a pretty good match.
0: Yeah, this coming match day is going to be amazing. Uh, All those matches will have taken place by the time that Eintracht Frankfurt take on Mainz at the final match day. Excuse me, the final match day at home. Match day 33 for Eintracht is on Sunday, whilst all the other Bundesliga matches are going to be on Saturday. But Mm -hmm. uh, at this point in the Bundesliga, man, oh man, uh, it is going to look like Bayern Munich unless RB Leipzig and ourselves both pulled rabbit out of the hat and, uh, Brucey Dortmund pulls their own weight cause they did this weekend. I'll kind of hint <laughs> at that. Uh, Bayern Munich took on Hanover, this is and they went out winners three to one and they needed to do that against 10 men. So, yeah, are you okay with what a match? Are you okay with, uh, Bayern Munich becoming champions for the seventh year in a row? I'm really tired of it, but I don't know what else to do.
1: I'm, I'm okay with it. I, n- not really, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm so sick and tired of Bayern Munich fans, I guess, is the problem. I mm-hmm. don't really, and they're brass. Like, the team and the coach, I don't really what give two shits about, but the, but uh, <laughs> um, the, the fans and the the upper brass, I just fucking hate them. Trish and the fuck up. can
0: just rot. Can yeah. just rot. Get gang just gangrene on their foot and have them just be lopped off. And <laughs> then they can sit on all stubbly little legs and whinge about how referees are not helping them out uh, when the matches are 3 0 to Byron.
1: No oh, shit.
0: Yeah, no shit. Just.
1: Kidding. Go to hell.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one match that was really key in how Eintracht Frankfurt would finish out the Bundesliga season um, ended up being Borussia Mönchengladbach 2, Hoffenheim 2. Gladbach, if you remember uh, as we went into the, the Winter pause, you know, Borussia Mönchengladbach, they yeah. and Bayern were like neck and neck in points behind Dortmund. Mm-hmm. They have fallen. They are now on fifty-two points after thirty-two played. I mean, this team has just. Can
1: you blame them though? I mean, look. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, it, the the coach has nothing to play for, uh, nothing to to compete for at this point. He's uh, already been told Dieter he's Hecking?
0: being left out. Dieter Hecking, look he he can develop an idea, but one, but he's going to beat that horse until it's dead, and then he yeah. will retool. And only then will, you know, things possibly get better. There was, during Oktoberfest, they trounced Bayern Munich 2-0. Yeah. And they could have put more behind them. And
1: now they look like,
0: you know, just this stray little cat that's just begging for someone to be merciful to it.
1: Yeah. It's it's a sad situation, but I think they dug their own grave mm-hmm. with uh, the way that they decided to go about that coaching change. Um, I think they would have get a, gotten a little more out of him. Um, but it is what it is. I think Hoffenheim's having the same problem, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, playing in the Champions League, you know, balancing it on two fronts, uh, more elevated competition than what uh, you'll find normally in the Europa League. Our group ex- ex- being an exception considering uh, who was in it with yeah. Marseille and Lazio. But... Hoffenheim really wasn't able to strike that balance very well. They just missed out to Shakhtar Donetsk in terms of getting third. That would have been a real coup. And since they've basically had just one match a week and have been able to kind of rebuild uh, their league form. And I think that they're just kind of running out of steam, just don't have the legs, don't have the players, don't have the quality of players that they had uh, the last two seasons where they've been losing one or two of their key like b- biggest uh, pieces kind of leaving the off season, uh, something that Eintracht has uh, experienced on more than a few occasions. Um, no that kind of puts them at fifty one points, and with two matches left to play, especially one against uh, this weekend against Verder uh, Bremen, who are also trying and also hoping that we finish in fifth and then win the Europa League, because then uh, that will mean that the uh, five teams from the Bundesliga, your top four, and then Eintracht will go into the Champions League, leaving three Europa League places to be doled out. You know, uh, depending on where the teams fall, that will then mean that eighth place, should Eintracht finish uh, below fourth, and yet win the Europa League, that will then mean that eighth place becomes a uh, Europa League uh, position, and Bremen is Mm -hmm. four points behind Hoffenheim, and to have a shot at that, I mean, they're still hurting over their loss in the semifinals of the Pokal. But there's still a slight chance for those guys to catch Hoffenheim. And I think that with that match, that's that really is going to, I think that really will eliminate Hoffenheim from of a challenge of Eintracht for the Champions League. Wolfsburg. Uh, at the weekend also came away with victors but this was against mm-hmm. fc Nuremberg, and well let's be honest fc Nuremberg does not really have the kind of world-class quality <laughs> that look they can pull it out of their butts uh getting a 1-1 draw that they should have had a 2-1 win over against Bayern. but Bayern, yeah i mean two matches in a row they're not going to really pull it out and who knows? Uh, I think yeah. i got a funny feeling that Wolfsburg will kind of see it out, but I don't see Wolfsburg uh, going through to be in uh, challenging for the uh, Champions League place, mostly because they yeah. have, they play Stuttgart away and Stuttgart needs a result somewhere to guarantee themselves because uh, they now are guaranteed that they can only finish no higher than 16th. So that's a relegation playoff and Stuttgart then plays Schalke on the next match name. And I think that uh, with Wolfsburg knowing that, I think that they might be able to muster two to four points uh, total left. But I think that that's just not going to uh, bridge the gap with Eintracht, uh, with what Eintracht still has remaining. And yeah, that's gonna kind of pretty much uh, Nathan. I've said everything about the Bundesliga that I wanted to talk mm. about minus... Ferdinand Bremen, two. Brucey Dortmund, two. Brucey Dortmund up 2-0 at halftime. And Bremen puts five, puts two away in five minutes in the second half. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, look, is this better for the eye track with the Met? Does this give uh, us a greater chance at getting a result at Bayern? Because Bayern more than likely mm. will have secured the title uh, by the time that we play? Or... Are we just like, damn it? We really, really, really wanted someone else to win the Bundesliga. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I, I was, I was, and still am, rooting for Dortmund to pull something out of their hat. I think, um, if anyone was to do it, it was them, uh, especially this year, uh, considering the the uh, s- specific senior group of that team being healthy, um, uh, but. The the least amount said, the better um, of that team. I don't <laughs> want to talk about them. Um, uh, the thing that just frustrates me is the last two weeks is that we have somehow remained in our spot, and yet we have had such poor results over the last two weeks, um, something that we could have capitalized on, and we, um, we didn't do anything. Yeah.
0: Two points um, in our last... Four matches. Uh, that was a loss at home to Augsburg. That is a one-one draw. Uh, that we gave up the two points very late away to Wolfsburg, and then we had our turd fest of home matches. Uh, a nil-nil with Hertha. Uh, before um,
1: this it's, past it's, weekend's it's match. match, it's the type of like statistical situation that I I want. I, if I was a stats dude, I would want to research if that if 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 the mid table that chunk right at the bubble tends to solidify and move up a little bit um during this part of the season like on average i, w- I want to know if that's actually a thing because it seems like um that's where the that's where the interest in the league comes from um year over year so um it's just unfortunate that we're sitting in that spot as opposed to say a leipzig which um you know i i think personally um there's not too much difference between those us and them this season um some people might laugh at that but um i think we could e- easily interchange spots with them and it would conce it would it's in the conceivable realm for that to happen but um um the last 2 weeks really kick us in the nuts and then those that draws goal, in the that, middle of this... Yeah, the goal difference of this.
0: in the Bayer-Leverkusen game has now moved the goal difference to a mere five goals. And at the end of the first half, I was, all I could think in my head was, okay, uh, right. defense, you are not allowed to concede anymore because I yeah. don't, you're then hanging everything on Thursday. The momentous nature of it all... You know, you should go for it on Thursday. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, uh, Champions League to look forward to next season. The amount of money you get from the Champions League group stage, you get that from just, like, making it practically to the semifinals. So Eintracht Frankfurt has earned exactly. in TV revenue, and once it's all said and done, we' will have earned TV revenue and uh, extra match bonuses and everything. The equivalent of what you get from qualifying and participating – just participating in the group phase. And if I, yeah. I was then able to, say, get third place, guess what? You start all over again in the Europa League in the knockout phase. Kind of like how we faced uh, in rapid succession. Donetsk, then Inter, Milan. I mean, then we had Benfica. Chelsea is just the first team that has actually gone through the gauntlet that is the Europa League. And, yeah, uh, what you going to do?
1: All because uh, they won the uh, well. I I don't know what their place was last year in the Premier League, but they uh, won their they were fifth, English Cup, right? Something like that. I think it was fifth place. I think they were, they were in. Oh, the that's top why six. they they were in the Champions. Yeah. Wait, were they in Champions League? I don't know. I no,
0: don't really they care. no they they and Arsenal both uh, <laughs> got to this phase by playing in their Europa League and having the kind of squad to be able to balance both, whilst putting out their full strength teams each and every single week. Uh, For the league, uh, fixtures, walls, you know, trying to uh at least not lose face. All right, so we've yep. talked enough about what happened in the Bundesliga. So, Bundesliga looks like this. 74 points is what Bayern Munich have with two matches at the play. Borussia Dortmund is on 70. And if you're keeping track at home, Borussia Dortmund needs both Eintracht and Leipzig to take points off of Bayern. And even if Byron drew, so long as Byron, if Byron gets at minimum two points from their next two matches, they will win the Bundesliga title because there's an 18 goal, goal difference between themselves mm-hmm. and Brucey Dortmund. That's
1: incredible. And that's
0: <laughs> even if Brucey Dortmund win, uh, both of their matches. So just saying it's a very big mountain to climb. I'd much more rather be like Stukart was last season at the end of the Bundesliga season where they shocked Bayern Munich out of nowhere. I'd much more rather be the party spoiler that no one really seems to be all too bothered by. So
1: would you rather have a draw between Leipzig and Bayern or or Leipzig win?
0: uh, I would rather have a draw because I think then they're not all too bothered and we can hit them in the mouth and get all three points. Hmm. I think it's there. I think it's there for the having. Let's do and it. if anyone is curious of how uh, should Eintracht, uh get through, and we'll talk about that in one second, the difference between the day time frame that we play, by, uh, pursuit, uh, between playing uh, Bayern Munich and said Pursuit Orban and all that, <laughs> we wish they could win. Um, <laughs> the difference between FC Bayern and the time frame for uh, playing in the uh, Europa League final. So that is nine days. Plenty of time for the guys to get, the uh, the guys who will be on the starting lineup and on the, on the substitutes bench to get the time that they need to recover for one final match. Then, mm-hmm. if they, you know, did it... <laughs> The party's going to be magnificent. <laughs> the party's going to be magnificent. But, Nathan, before we get to that, uh, yeah, in case you ever want to interact with us uh, in this conversation, we'll talk about the Bundesliga when we recap uh, the second leg of the Europa League. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about what the ramifications will be for the iTracked. Look back on the I-Tract's, uh European campaign, wh- whichever way that it turns out. And we'll also have previews for uh, expectations for Match Day Thirty Three, as we kind of highlighted a couple of matches that will deep. There are matches that will deeply affect uh, Eintracht in terms of uh, their Bundesliga finishing going on at the on Saturday, while we play on Sunday after we have a little bit of recover more recovery time to play against mine. So, leg two, round two, Chelsea FC uh, versus Eintracht Frankfurt. And uh, yeah, I've got no problem in us facing off again in this. The last time, I couldn't even, I don't even know if Eintracht uh, has ever played Chelsea in a friendly, because this is the first time we ever played Mm. them in a competitive lineup. Uh, I don't think we've ever played them in London. I think this ought to be interesting. They have an interesting uh, stadium about the size of Vera Bremen's. And mm-hmm. pretty close to the pitch and everything else in that same kind of form. Um, but they went whole they went whole hog, they full bent for leather. They went for everything to ensure that they would win at the weekend. And when they did, uh, mm-hmm. defeating Watford 3 0, meaning that they indeed short out qualification to the Champions League. Uh a little bit more important for them in terms of overall team and such. And now right. they face up against us. Why not just take it right to them? Cause I, at this point I'm ready to punch some people in the face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping that the team is too. Um, what are you, uh, what are you expecting from, from, uh, Chelsea? In this match. I'm expecting that Chelsea is going to have a weakened
0: team. A uh, weakened team by comparison to what they threw out against us for the uh, first leg. I think that they're going to put out a weaker team. Uh, I don't think that... I think that Olivier Giroud will probably be the guy who uh, who probably plays uh, up top. Look, we marked him out of the game. and That dude had scored a lot of goals for the team in the yeah. Europa League. I mean, he had scored a lot of goals. Uh, he has 10 on the season in the Europa League. That's a lovely uh haul to be sure. But look, we're in we're in Captain Franconia. To able to, we're look we're in we're in a great position. We just need a goal to go in to really push the envelope with these guys. I
1: mean, yeah, it's all there. Whew. We need we need our our front, our front uh, attackers to be all in. We need those wing backs, DaCosta Costa and Kostic to be uh, top form. Um, yeah, um, so what's the away goal uh, situation? So we, I think we need to score two, right? Right, so we can win one nil. I'm okay with that. Right. Is. If it is
0: one yeah. one after ninety minutes, we are gonna need extra time, and then God forbid penalties. Yeah. If it is two one to the Eintracht, it'll be three to two goals. Eintracht through two to two draw. Eintracht goes through via two away goals to Chelsea's one. same story. And all the way down, so long as you're having a draw, that's how it's going to turn out. Uh, Basically, so long as the Eintracht do not lose, the Eintracht go through. Uh, Chelsea wins the match. They win the tie. They have a 0-0 draw. They win the tie. They have a 1-1 draw. We go to more time. So the ball is definitely in Eintracht's court so long as the Eintracht score. Uh, Now, in terms of the players who were in action uh, for both the match against the Eintracht and in action in the match against Watford, where they secured their uh, Champions League status. So they had uh, their entire uh, three of their four defenders uh, in leg one were starters uh, for the match at the weekend. So they might have only two of those guys probably, uh, sticking around and there. I would think that Christensen would be one that they would want to stick with mostly down to the fact of his, uh, multiple years where he was a defender for Bruce Hummich and Gladbeck whilst on out on Mm. from the club on loan. I think that his familiarity with, uh, Bundesliga teams is going to be key, uh, therein. Um, in regards to uh, some of the other things to expect, I think that Olivier Giroud will be a player who uh, the Eintracht will see because he did not feature uh, until, and except for in uh, substitute capacity uh, at the weekend. Uh, Loftus-Cheek, I think we will be seeing him as well, uh, kind of like we saw in the match in Frankfurt. But he only came on in on a substitute capacity. Uh, mm. other players involved Pedro uh, was a starter for both matches and played the full 90 minutes of both matches so I don't think we'll see him, yeah. Hazard as well another player who is a really difficult sort of guy and just uh, a little bit yeah, uh, to assist <laughs> at the weekend uh, in their 3-0 victory um, at this point I think that there's only one way to look at uh, how it's going to go and I think that the Eintracht We'll basically be able to take on this 4-3-3 setup that they have. And I think that we will pump one in. Especially if Allaire is available. We'll have Ravich, Injovic, and Alea, And we'll have Paciencia as an extra little add-on. I think that the contract is totally going for this. I think that there's nothing more important to anyone uh, than this game. And I think if we can get to prediction time... I think Eintracht's going through. I yeah. said it. I said it. I said it. I'm not taking it back.
1: Alair's <laughs> going to be there, huh? Uh-huh. You think? Oh, I feel wow, the worst for him. was a lot
0: goal of this beer from, <laughs> from earlier than I expected. But yeah, um, this beer has magical uh, <laughs> uh, properties.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I tend to believe that um, I feel like um, so for Chelsea's Chelsea's game, I feel the opposite from you. Like uh, so, they've secured the league, and so the only thing they really have to go for now is um, they've secured the championship. Uh, Champions League I mean and so all they have to go for is the Europa League victory in my opinion so I don't know I, th- I feel like they're going to throw everything at us so we better do why? the same um the, and to really them, shock them
0: so then the Champions League is the bigger thing look you can understand why someone might want to think that because hey they won the Champions League you know in this decade, you know, that's not very long that they were even champions of England. Yeah. I think that was, uh, that wasn't last year, it was the season before that. it's not very long ago that they were champions of England. And them just being in the Europa League, that has just allowed them to give their other guys, their guys who've been normally coming off the bench in the league format, you know, constant match play in a competitive right. environment and i think that's all that they have kind of looked at it and to them it does not matter what they do now in the europa league what it does who it does matter to is the other english team that's in the other semi-final tie who knows that hey yeah. guess what we did not qualify for the champions league we have to have to have to go for the europa league chelsea it's not I mean, the players will give it a go, but otherwise, they're not really going to be, you know, all too bothered, you know, if it is like well and truly out of their hands. They'll just be like, "All right, you know, no big deal, move it on," (laughs) because that's just how they do. Uh, They already were runners up in their. um, England has two major national cup competitions. One that features the. Just the teams from the top four divisions. And then one that features everybody, kind of like our day up at And uh, they finished runners-up in uh, that one. And let's see. Uh, they didn't even really get very far in the National Cup competition. So, I mean, to them, this might be icing on a cake. But the thing is, uh, no one really likes their coach to begin with right now. And I really don't see how things are going to change uh, at this point for them. So, their fo- season is pretty much all done now. Nothing else that they do will really matter in the long-term scheme of things. Hmm. And in the last eight years, they've won this competition. And guess what? That coach who won it, despite also qualifying for the Champions League uh, via this, uh, he was not kept on. Just saying, mm. did not really care all that much. Whilst it mattered to the other team, the other team being Benfica, who uh, mm. we've had uh, someone comment on that. So, all right, Nathan, prediction. I've, I've oh, put I've put my neck on the line that the Eintracht's going through, and I will put the score line down. I think that the Eintracht will actually not win the match. I think it will be a two-two draw, like we had in Donetsk.
1: Hmm. Oh, I, I'm. I'm thinking we're going to throw the kitchen sink at them. And I still think they're going to throw the sink at us because I, I I firmly believe that they're, they would uh, compete for a, a a all England uh, championship in the Europa league. So um, I'm going to go with, um, I I think we're going to win. I think that they are going to be tired and we are going to find some energy after that. After that uh, Leverkusen match, Hinterreger is gonna pull some magic out of his hat um, and figure something out with um, Jovic and Rabic. I don't think Kolar is gonna be there, but Roda is going to try to make a name for himself in the midfield. Um, And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm thinking we're gonna we're gonna win two one and win out win outright. Wow. Um, but that back line's going to have to do something special.
0: Well, fact is, Eintracht going through both ways. So, you can also make your own uh, opinions known. You can email the show. That is, hey, Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. You can all tweet the show. That is, a at H-E-F pod. Also, comment on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash H-E-F Now, where you can you find the match? Chelsea vs. Eintracht Frankfurt. So this is going to be happening on May the 9th. Depends really on your time zone, so I'll kind of leave that up to y'all. Uh, for people wanting to watch an English feed in, say, the United States, for example, be, uh, Bleacher Report Live or BR Live with their app, uh, I've been buying it on a match-by-match basis, but also you can come down to KZ Beer Company where my uh, match purchase will be on full display for everyone to watch or you can watch it on TV in the United States that is if you have access to Univision Deportes so Eintracht's second match of the Europa League where it will actually be on TV, once again it's going to be on, in a different language So, <laughs> Nathan, where else can you find it? Canada, DAZN in Germany uh, usual d- places d- yeah exactly, usual places <laughs> DAZN, D-A-Z-N. <laughs> again <laughs> okay, uh, you're kind of getting the picture, folks. Uh, when it does come out for the rest of the English-speaking world, as our friends in the United Kingdom are also in our sphere of influence, uh, you can mm-hmm. also find it on BT Sports, BT Sport Live or BT Sport 3. All right, Nathan, everything's all done. Anything we need to wrap up with before we say goodbye?
1: Whew, um I'm just hoping for a healthy team and yeah, one that's well too. rested. So, Where are you watching the game at? Um, I'll be watching the game at um, Amsterdam Pub again with uh, some some Frankfurt fans in St. Louis. I think there'll be three of us who listen to this uh, podcast or are a part of it. Um, and then there's uh, hopefully I'll I'll befriend uh, the the local Frankfurter in in St. Louis that made his way there last week. You,
0: Kansas City Beer Company, I swear I'm going to be watching the match. I'm going to have all the flags out, uh, hanging out in front of the bar, hanging out on the bar tables. Golly, I'm so excited for this match. Can't (laughs) speak enough about how excited I am. And the thing is, I'm going to be drinking a lot. So uh, if, anyone, <laughs> if anyone wants to convince a drunk uh, an intoxicated guy to just buy him free beer, well, just show up there and uh, I'm liable too. Uh, I'll just be able to actually talk about the match strategy. I just won't be able to talk about anything else beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the work we find you in the social media landscape of the world?
1: You can find me on Twitter at, at NAJAKWA.
0: And you can follow me at KCSGE. Uh, for all of us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, we're hoping for a fabulous time in this, the second leg of the Europa League tie. So, uh, fingers crossed. Auf geht's. And uh, cheers, cheers.